Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. And remember to include the name The Scoreless Sort of Podcast in your application. Thank you. Man there trying to stop Joe from getting himself into further trouble. It's not a bad ball for Pelle on the right side. It's Carlos Alberto. And what a great goal that was! Carlos Alberto! Maradona just walked away from Hoddle Saldano, Welcome to the special edition of the Scoreless Thriller podcast. I'm joined as always by Leon. Leon, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing okay. Doing fine. Very excited for today. Yeah, we've got a really exciting thing coming up to show you today on the podcast. You know, last time we discussed the film Next Goal Wins and discovered all about the American Samoan team. Well, I sent off a few emails and managed to get in touch with who I, the person who I think is the star of the story and sort of the main protagonist. And we're going to share with you as you can see probably from the title of this podcast an interview with the goalkeeper Nikki Salapu which I think was a really really insightful and really an amazing discussion yeah and it's absolutely fantastic that we got this opportunity I'm so happy to share this with you I guess yeah and I think it's it can't really be understated sort of how impressive or how sort of interesting a character Nikki is as the goalkeeper who's played for almost 20 years for the American Samoan team turned up year after year just at his own cost and you know to represent his country and fight against you know this incredible sort of underdog story 
So I just wanted to share, Larry Manoa is uh, one of the coaches of the American Samoan team, and he's in the film as well. And this is how he described uh, Nikki Salopu in an in a, in a email to me. He is a passionate and dedicated personality. He is humble and internally optimistic. Of all the individuals for Next Goal documentary, the one that resonates most is Nikki's story. No one can understand the pain he went through and to come out the other side with his optimism and belief. He is truly a warrior. And I think that, you know, sums it up. That sums it up. It sums it up better than ever I could. So the next voice you'll hear will be his and I... So get comfy, get a drink and enjoy, I guess. What's the link to being part of the national team for American Samoa? Yeah, what's the sort of pipeline? How did you grow, like, go through the age grades and end up in the in the national team? I didn't go to American Samoa until I was like nineteen. Mm-hmm. I grew up in my whole life in Winston Samoa, so I start like you know, um, there was a tryout for U twelve uh, in Samoa, and I played goalkeeper. And they select me to be a goalkeeper for their U12. Then wow. we went to New Zealand, and um, and that's how I started from U12, U15, U17, um, U19, and then I ended up playing for the Winston Samoa national team, our rival. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> I used to play against American Samoa back then. So and uh, later on I. You know, when my grandparents passed away and um, who raised me, so I ended up going back to American Samoa, and they were um, having a tryouts for for Australia, and one of the um, of the coach in American Samoa saw me and is like, "Oh, you used to play for Winston Samoa." Yeah. So they ended up uh, select me as a goalkeeper. So and that's how we ended up playing in Australia. Uh, <laughs> the the one match. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I promise we're going to talk about like much happier memories, but we probably we must cover the uh, the Australia stuff. So how many caps did you have b- before you played that Australia game? Like how many times did you played for Samoa American Samoa before then? That was my first one. That was your first cap. And Ever. then, in addition to that, there were some passport issues, right? So, yes. not all the people that were selected to play against Australia could actually make it, right? Yeah. If um, if we have all the players that were supposed to take it with us in Australia, that amount of goal would never reach that, you know. Like, you know, it would have been 31. It would have probably five or six or who knows but um most of the players that we have it was like some of them were semi pro from uh, from costa rica um panama uh chile they were all the guys from the boat and then you know they play soccer down there in the island yeah, uh, and then some of them was from New Zealand. There was like two players from New Zealand was supposed to play for us, and there was like four uh, national players from Winston Samoa was play was supposed to play for us. So it wouldn't be a good squad to um, to represent American Samoa against Australia, but it didn't happen. So yeah, and then the way it so went, I ended up... there there were a couple of players that had never 
played like a full 90 minutes match before or is that a myth I, I read it somewhere so all the kids that were playing for uh, all the kids were selecting for their uh, for their competitions uh, some of them were never play soccer in their lives because wow. the only way we can take them is like they have a you know they have passports yeah so we have eight like four like four kids from elementary yeah that's insane like so there were eight graders uh four of them and most of them were high school and there was only two of us that was old yeah in the teams i was 20 and then the other guy was like 24 the oldest guy was 24 yeah yeah the average age was was incredibly low right and I mean, it has to yes. be such a happening for these high school boys to suddenly become part of the national team and play against Australia. I guess that's such a big happening, right? But then for the goalie who has to, you know, stand between the posts and make it all work and try to save all these balls, it has to be kind of frustrating, right? I, I saw like this one picture of you where you're like in child's pose, pose on the ground and you could tell that this was like a lot to take. Um, it was, um, it was exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> um, not only like, you know, physically, but mentally, you know, frustrating because it's like, I was trying to save as much as I can, uh, play as hard as I can, uh, but it didn't go anywhere. So I try really hard, you know, to get going, but. Uh, at the same time, I was like really exhausted. Did you have so, like how um, did you mentally approach the game? Like, was there things in your head you were trying to repeat your, to yourself to keep yourself motivated and go through it, or how was the sort of your kind of mental space? Because also, it was your first cap, so how were you trying to trying to compartmentalize this? Don't know what to do um, because it's like I never played with these kids before because we just book the team together in two weeks and then we go to Australia. So I have no chemistry, no community, like, you know, any communications with the players. It's like, so all these kids, like, you know, they don't even really know how to play soccer or, um, and um, I try really hard to communicate most of them, but they couldn't even know exactly what football how to play or how to, you know, to put yourself in there because all of them, they're, you know, their first time playing against the national level. I, you know, myself, I was playing like, you know, uh, a bunch of games before I moved to American Samoa. But um, the only way I was like keeping myself calm and like, you know, track, I'm representing my country. I have to do something, I'm, you know, you know, the only way I can um, protect the goal is like you know to to keep uh, to be strong for the teams and then let you know to keep motivating the boys to keep going. I was the captain of the team and I was trying to make sure that I was like you know I was there for them. It didn't you know it didn't affect me what the outcomes was. I just love football. Yeah, and that that's how it is. So. Yeah. <laughs> This might be an odd question, but have you ever, like, in the years since, thought, like, maybe was it right for them to keep on running up the score? Because, you know, given the particular circumstances of you playing with these elementary kids on this team and this particular situation, that they maybe should have taken some of that 
into account rather than keeping to try and run up the score. You know, I can't say anything about that because it's football, it's football. But, you know, like you say, it's like um, to be sportsmanship and, you know, to be fair for um, for us, it's like they shouldn't even, you know, they shouldn't even run the goal, um, the score that, that high. I You know, they should know, you know, by like half of halftime, they already like 16-0. They should know that we're not that good, and I don't know. It's like you know, everyone have a different way of playing or a different way of coaching. Uh, for me, it didn't affect me because it's like I was still trying to, you know, take care of that post <laughs> and make sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was wondering about. I guess is that afterwards, right? You return to American Samoa, and then you have the first training again after this defeat. How do you rekindle the spirits? How do you get everyone to get enthusiastic about the game again and start giving it the best they can? I was like, you know, I was still like keep going and like, you know, to keep motivating to be a good ambassador for um for the young generations uh, yeah. and to be passions for the game that I love and to keep motivating the young, you know, the young generations to become uh, better idols for um, for American Samo uh, in football. Yeah. So um, for me, it's all about passions and love for the game. So. And I guess mm. then, yeah, then the big the big turning point, at least from the perspective of the documentary that we saw, um, was then that a new coach came in. Right. You had eventually yeah. Thomas Rongen, who who appeared in uh, American Samoa and tried to prepare you for the World Championship qualifiers. I didn't even know that he was there until he called me and, and asked me to come play for American Samoa. So um, when I went down there, uh, he's already been trained with the players and all the, and then with the co with the other coaches. And he was already there before I got there. Um, but it was an exciting thing for us. Yeah. Um, to have someone have the passions for the game yeah. and have the love for the game. And, you know, uh, it's a new experience for us and good quality of coaching. So, but I was very excited when I spoke to him on the phone before I flew down there in the island to meet him. Yeah, how did the um, call go? What did he say? We need you. Uh, he asked me if I can come play one more time for American Samoa. Because <laughs> um, by that time... If I can help out. Yeah, because yeah, by that time, so, you already said two times that this is it, or once before? Yeah, after the after the tournament in the New Caledonia for the South Pacific Games, um, I thought I was going to be done. Um, yeah. Because I have a wife and a kid, you yes. know, and a son over here in Seattle and then I thought I was like you know what I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna quit the national team for a while yeah. um, but the passions for football is never doubt in my mind so um, so when he called me I was like you know what um, maybe I would give one more chance <laughs> <laughs> were you aware that there was a film crew already there filming the team or Oh, I guess you had been because in the previous tournament they've you, they've been there as well. Yeah, I didn't even know until like um, until the South Pacific game. 
Okay. Um, when I flew down here to go with the team in uh, New Caledonia, I just realized there is a film crew down there um, to film us, and then I was a little bit uh, intimidated by it because <laughs> um, I didn't even know what to expect. Were you a little um, wary, wary of the film crew being there in that, you know, you didn't want them to be sort of, I don't know, to be like exploitative of the team or something? Um, no, I was not worried. I was like a little bit, feel kind of awkward and weird <laughs> because, because I didn't even know what to expect. Like, you know, um, I might ended up perform really bad or perform really good or whatever. It's like, you know. Uh, but like filming, um, it wasn't like bad at all for me. But it was kind of weird, like for my experience. <laughs> yeah, like a new experience. Yeah, it was the first experience I ever had. But it was uh, it was a good thing that um, they captured like you know the great moments for us. So it was a good thing. It was like a good thing to to memory. Uh, it's like a good memory. So. Uh, for us to, you know, how many times would you say you've seen the the film? Probably twenty times already. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your most favorite part? Uh, probably twenty times because it's like every time I go to a film, fe- uh, a film festival, or a premiere, or whatever, um, I always watch it, and then um, uh, there's a lot of uh, every time I watch it, I still have like you know that that feeling, that great feeling, great moments feelings, like you know, in some part of the film. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, even we, me. even we had like these feelings and the goosebumps. Yeah, when me, we, me uh, certainly. Alex, <laughs> Alex in particular. <laughs> So, so, some some yeah. tears tears in his eyes. He was he was yeah. rooting for you hard. The film has managed to make me cry twice, Nikki. Yeah. Um, it you know when I was watching the film, um, I took my family with me one day, like um, uh, in the other part of Washington, uh, to a film festival was being. Um, and me and my family were there the first time um, and it was a great feeling great moments like you know to experience with my son and my wife it's the best thing ever yeah. um, because every premiere that I go it was you know I go by myself but the first time I ever uh, go with my wife and my son it was the best experience I ever have mm-hmm. well it does sound yeah, so lovely I mean, it probably also was a pretty good feeling when you actually won the first match in the qualifiers, right? The final whistle. Uh, that, is, that is like the best moments, like for me. That's the best moments like I ever feel, like I ever felt like before. Like me, like feel really humble and um, and a good, sad feeling. Like, yeah. you know... Bittersweet. It's like it's a, it's like an excited moment, you know. It's like make me feel like I want to like just feel like crying every single time. I feel like I want to go back and play that game again and over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's like you know. Is that is that definitely your best feeling on a football pitch, as in like the full time whistle at, at that game? 
if you're cool. Yeah, it was the best feeling. After that game, I was like, um, I didn't even know what the right word to describe or what I feel like I was still dreaming that I want to win the first game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, it wasn't a dream. It's like, it's a real thing happening. And it's like, oh my God, I can't believe we just win a first game ever, a first match a first national match, yeah, you know, as American Samoan team. Did you did so, going in, going into that game? Did you think that you stood a chance of winning it? You know, after all the training with Thomas Ranga, did you think that was kind of the game? The game against Tonga was the game to target. Our main goal was like to win that first game. Um, I have a, a huge amount of faith uh, with my, you know, with my players. And uh, the American Samoan, uh, I give all the credits to the American Samoan, the FFAS, for uh, allowing us to come play for our national team. And um, I, yeah, we we have a huge amount of faith. And in the spirit that we boost up on that before the game started, um, we have a huge amount of like excitement and confidence that we can win that first game. And then now. That was our biggest goal. Our biggest goal, um, what Thomas was saying, is like to win that first game to um, to look forward for the next one. So, yeah, we put all our efforts and our you know and our faith to each other's to make sure that we we have to win that game. But I, without a doubt, I um, I have a huge amount of uh, trust uh, to our players that we that we're going to win that game so uh and then we did it so what was what was the resonance that you got back home like in american samoa american samoa was like it's a huge football like american football fans yeah uh in soccer um it's like a little bit amount of uh fans in in american samoa it's not huge so we just hear all this news all the excitement the news from American Samoa, like everyone was excited and happy, and they were um, some of them were just like you know going on the road with the um, the cars was like beeping the horns Aww. like you know on the road. Um, it was a great feeling for us. It's like we accomplished something huge, you know. Yeah. We um, we succeed something that we never um, never have before. And um, you know we are ambassador ambassador for our country, and we make them proud. And I mean, it was also well recognized in international media, right? Like I think the New York Times wrote a piece about it, and everywhere. So it was a big, big, big thing that happened. I didn't even know what like it was going to be that huge, but it's huge for us because we've been suffering for that thirty-one nil. Yeah. Um, so once we have that win, we knew that was going to be a, a big story for us. And it was kind of awesome that we watched the news like uh, the following day at night before our, another game uh, against Cook Island. We just saw that um, on the, uh, the news from uh, from New York. It's just shocking for us. <laughs> so, to be honest. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, insane. Yeah, and it's exciting. So. No, of yeah. course. What what do you think though? Thomas Rongan attributed most to this win. Like, what was what was the quality that he could could give you guys that uh, make the biggest change? 
Thomas was like a very, very passion coach. Like, you know, the quality that he brought in for for our national team was was way different. Like, you know, uh with Tom you know, with with Thomas is like he's always by points, he always by the truth of of soccer and he's always he never he's not like uh I don't know how to describe but he's very, very specific in everything. You know? Yeah. He's always like in uh in good points of of, of football. Yeah. He's never like, you know, he's he's an awesome coach, uh, to be honest. Uh very, 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 very uh supportive and motivators like to all the boys. Um he got a good spirit uh in football. He had the most uh he had passions and yeah. um and he is like very, very the personality, yeah, he's a, he's a great person. It's like you know, overall. Were so, you were you a little intimidated by him at the start? Because he seems very strict and sometimes even a bit harsh in the documentary, especially at the beginning. But then eventually, you will find out that he puts all his heart and all his effort into this team. But at the beginning, yeah, I was wondering whether he comes off as a bit strict. Yeah, you know. Um, when I was playing for uh, a team in Australia uh, called Palm Beach, there was some coach from from uh, from Ireland, from Wales, from Scotland that was coaching our team in Australia. So yeah. I, you know, I I didn't even have any fear or anything because it's like, but um, strict is very good. Um, uh, for football in our uh, in our country, so uh, for me, it's like it's a really good thing for uh, for our national team because we need that structure, uh, and we and Thomas gave us that, you know, and he is very disciplined coach. Like you know, uh, he disciplined us very well. Um, he teaches us how to discipline the game how to honor the game and how to respect the game. And that's the thing I love about him. It's like, you know, it's all about respect. Yeah, so he he brought so, discipline and structure to the passion. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, he has a very good amount of, uh, of respect and passion. So uh, he taught us that. It's not like a coach that you see that much just like yelling and screaming and you know that like Thomas is not that kind of person until like you made a mistake, and then he will yell at you. But if you're doing good or like you know the team is doing good, he will keep motivating you to you know to be uh, to be part of the game. Just like don't lose that focus, don't lose that mentality of like when you're playing a game. So he's a very 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 awesome uh, human like. Uh, respect coach so have you been able to keep in uh, in touch with him in in the years in the years since now and then we just uh chat on facebook but uh he's a very busy man right now so <laughs> i wish to coach us again yeah. to that um oh yeah the 2015 uh qualify in tonga 
Um, I don't mean to um, to say anything against Larry. Um, Larry is a great coach. He's a great guy. He's a very awesome person. But um, uh, but for me, um, like you know, I would have have Thomas to come over and uh, coach us. That we were we would have won that tournament. Mm. Uh, to be honest. Because in 2015, you you go even closer, right? Don't you, I think you win two games? Is that correct? Yes, we were very close. Like we we lost by one point again. So in 2011, we lost by one point against Samoa, and in 2015, we lost by one point against Samoa again. Okay, so it, it really but, yeah. In in the film, Thomas Rongen refers to American Samoa and Samoa as the Classico. So it, I guess it it keep, keeps up. It's a rival, <laughs> a big thing. Yeah, yeah, we 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 always rival. Like you know, us. Um, when I was playing for for Samoa um, against American Samoa, it's like it's always like not a rival because it's like we always win against uh, American Samoa. It's like it never be a good team. It's like you know. Like we always like every time we face again Ameri- uh, against American Samoa, it's like you know we're counting a win already. Yeah. Hmm. Like it's never doubt in our mind. Like you know when I was playing goalkeeper for American uh, for the Samoan team, it's like it's a never a rival thing. It's like um, we never doubt that we're gonna win. You know, it's an easy win for us. Yeah. But when I came back and. You know, play against like you know, and play for American Samoa. Uh, we become rival. Uh, we become really good rival because it's like we uh, we create this new good players in American Samoa. And then um, when I was there, it's like uh, we have a huge amount of like uh, uh, players that have passions and love for the game. So um, like most of us growing up together for American Samoa, it's like we've been playing together for a while. We've been playing together for a while and uh, we try to accomplish something to against the Samoan team. Hmm. As they always tell us, it's like we are the team that, that anyone can win against. So yeah. So we try to we try to change that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just a bit. We tried because Tonga was saying, it's like, oh, it's automatic win for us. Okay. Uh, Samoa is like, it's automatic win for us. Yeah. Uh, Cook Island is like, it's automatic win yeah. for us. So for us, it's like, we tried to change that, um, you know, that, that mentality of, <laughs> of losing. Yeah, that narrative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so how has it been going since 2015, like more recently? How is the national team doing? Yeah, is there many of the same players from the film? Like, or is it a lot of the team changed? Um, the whole team, the the whole team changed. Okay. Uh, except um, except Ramin, Art, me, and who else? I think it was only me and Ramin Art. It was like the only players left from. Oh, and and Larry's nephew. Okay, Justin. We are the only three left from that national team. Everyone disappeared. So um, all the players that was playing in 2011, uh, they all married and go to the military. But uh, me and Ramin, Ott, we never, um, 
lost faith to try to accomplish that first win. Like, you know, in the first round, we, unfortunately, I didn't play a single game uh, for uh, in 2015 because I have no idea what, um, um, what happened to that situation. I wish I was playing because if I did play, it would have been a different outcomes. Oh. oh, okay. But wait, okay. but wait, wait. You, you were you not invited or were you benched? I was, I was there, but I never played. Um, uh, I was on the bench the whole time. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that was the unfortunate part. Um, so after the tournament, I went back to Samoa to visit my family. Yeah. Uh, to my mom and um. Uh, I, I don't know if you ever heard of the guy named Desmond Faiwaso. He's uh, one of the best players for um, uh, for for Samoa. Uh, we grew up together and we live in the same village. Yeah. So he told me he told me specific that uh, they were very lucky um, mm. because um, that when they saw me sitting on the bench, they were like have the huge amount of faith that they're going to win. Yeah. Because if I was playing, because that was our first game, uh, Samoa was our first game in 2015. Uh, and and then um, the only way that they they can lose that game is like, because I know how to read most of them because I play against them like growing up. Hmm. So... They were very, very excited when they saw me uh, on the bench. They were like, it was, um, it was a huge excitement for them that they're gonna win the game. So, yeah, but especially, and, yeah, especially consider considering that you had so much knowledge about the these players and also the way they play. Has it been explained to you afterwards why you were on the bench? I don't know what the, what exactly happened. Um, um, I went there for the huge amount of faith that I was going to play to, um, that I was going to win the first round. Yeah. I went there. I was like, because the team camp over in um, in Seattle before we went there, um, and um, it, like most of the players that went there that we went. Um, they know me really well. They really want me to play, but yeah. uh, somehow the coach didn't want me to play. Somehow I have no idea. Okay. But the players was like was shocked. Was like, how come you didn't play? How come if you were playing, we would have won the game? Yeah. All the players was keep telling me that, and my family over in Seattle, my wife and my son was like, yes. um, piss off. Yeah. <laughs> really yeah. Of course. They would keep checking the. They would keep checking the, um, like you know the, the yeah the roster and everything like they were because they would keep up with like you know uh, with our team when we were down there in Tonga. So my wife was very mad at you know at the uh, the situations and my son was like devastated by it. <laughs> so <laughs> no, yeah, uh, I can imagine. Yeah, I felt really bad. Tell them I kept asking what you did wrong. Yeah, so I have no idea. Uh, most of uh, most of my like the fans, like you know, over in Seattle, uh, some of the guys from there in England, uh, some of the guys that live in Hawaii, 
um, they were calling me nonstop. It's like, what happened? Why you didn't play? Why did you didn't play at all? Yeah, I guess they should have called <laughs> the even, coach. <laughs> even even Thomas, even Thomas, like you know, um, um, asked me why I didn't play. Yeah, and you know. So everyone was like completely uh, devastated by it. Um, I didn't even, you know, I'm, I don't mean like, you know, I'm like, I'm the best goalkeeper in the world or whatever, but I would have, you know, I would have like, you know, do something that is going to make us like, you know, win that first round. Mm. Yeah. We'd like to know at least why. Yeah. But, but, but then more recently, um, have you been playing since? Like, in the team as the goalkeeper as number one right now i haven't been playing until like last year yeah um i went back and played for um for the south pacific game that was hosted in samoa uh we did play um and um, we didn't do good we ended up tied one game but we lost like against like fiji uh papua new guinea and vanuatu so we didn't have a good squad, but um, we did. We did. We did really well. Like I said, like you know, all different players, and um, I didn't really connect with most of them because it's like um, they're all new, and then um, and it was exciting. It's like back on the you know back on the field. It was really really excited for me. I was like really really honored to be back on the national team. So I was excited and look forward to it. Um, for um, to going one more time um, this year, but the coronavirus like shut down everything. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all around the world. Yeah, um, it's kind of sad because it's like I was supposed to like you know I'm still like doing soccer and right I'm still doing my training like you know uh, normal trainings like for goalkeeper. Um, like look forward to um, when things open up. Um, I will definitely like you know to be honored to um, play one more time for the national team yeah. before I give up. You know before I uh, not give up, but before I hang my shoes and call it good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, you one more World Cup qualifiers. Is it? Is that the? Is that yeah. The yeah. One more, one more time. That goal that I'm still <laughs> chasing is like to win that first round. Yeah, <laughs> and have a rematch so, against Australia, right? That's also what you said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it would. I talked to Cahill. Yeah. Team Cahill in yeah. in New York because yeah. he was there in uh, watching the film with us. Uh, he brought his two sons. Um, and meet with me over there. He's a great guy. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really good guy. Awesome, yeah. awesome player. Awesome, you know, have a lots of passions for the sports. Um, but I spoke to him and I talked to him and I was like, hey, how about if we can have one more time, like, you know, one more, one more for the, you know, one more for one more rematch. Yeah. Before we both go, you know. <laughs> and he laughed, and then he's like, "Yeah, we definitely need to do that." Um, and then I was like, "I look forward to it. Um, I can't wait to play against you one more time before I get, you know, 
before I'm done with the national team. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds great. But yeah. In in the yeah, but he agreed. Also, I get. I guess you could get quite a lot of publicity for this match, right? <laughs> like people would so be yeah, so interested. Yeah, you know, it would be awesome. It's like I ask him if we're gonna have a charity, yeah, uh, tournament. You know, like oh, a rematch, like yeah. a charity, uh, like a charity for football. Uh, for both countries, like American Samoa and and Australia, so it well, would be awesome. Great. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's especially since there's gonna be the new Hollywood adaptation coming out, right? Of the yeah. documentary, so there's probably gonna be a lot of interest um, on 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 this whole issue. So one might use this to make this kind of happening take place, I guess. Yeah, it would it would be it would be awesome if they say it's like if the movie is going to be premiere in Australia, uh, that would be a a very good honor for me to go there. Yeah, uh, if the movie premiere in Australia, because if I go there, I would ask um, Australia if we can create a charity tournament, like um, you know, like uh, American Samoa against Australia. Like one time, like just, <laughs> just something that um, that benefits, like you know, um, the young generations that love football, or um, or it's like you know, um, a good cause. You know. Have they? They have not reached out to you to like clarify stuff, or I don't know. No, they they haven't even said anything. So they haven't even reach me at all and talk about what's going on or anything like that so i'm just a guy who loves football yeah <laughs> not an actor it's the best <laughs> i mean yeah. on that note right yeah. like I... it's all about it's all about passion and love for the for the game not a not an actor or a film uh celebrity so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no I, i agree yeah we totally agree um I think on that note, I think that's a great, uh, on the idea of the sort of passion for football, it's a good point to end the end this discussion. But thank you so much. I mean, the documentary was inspiring, but it yeah. was also so, so interesting and valuable for us to be able to talk to you and for you to talk um, us through everything that happened. It's, it's an honor. It's like, you know, it's a blessing for me. Uh, and my family to talk to you. You know, uh, I give all credits to the American Samoan uh, Football Associations um, and all the players that was um, that was playing uh, for the national teams. I give all the credits to them and the coaches and uh, um, you know the CEO uh, for the American Samoan teams and and all the players. I give them all the credits. Uh, Yeah. So without them, without them, um, I wouldn't wouldn't be playing for the national team. You've so. gained um, two American Samoan super fans, at least in in, in Denmark. Uh, my huge idol right now, it's like it's my wife and my son. So yeah, um, they are the one who support me like um, all the way yeah. through now. <laughs> is is your son so a footballer football. too? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> He retired. Okay. <laughs> he beat. <laughs> no, he's a good footballer. Uh, he's very, very good. Yeah. Um, he used to, um, when he was 10 years old or nine years old, he used to play uh, for the U13 
Okay. Uh, he used to play against, like, you know, when he was 10 years old, he, uh, he played against, like, the 15 years old in, uh, in the club. So he's That's a impressive. very, very good player. Very. And right now his passion is, like, it's basketball because ah, he's tall. Okay. Uh, he's very sense. tall. It's, so it's a good skill. But, uh, but he is a great soccer player. Uh, we always go, um, like right now, yeah. um, we always go to the soccer field and play, um, we're still playing on the soccer field, uh, every Saturday, uh, for two hours. Well, well but <laughs> so, that's, that has to be so lovely if you've got like a boy with whom you, uh, like a son with whom you can play and go out and hit the pitch and stuff. Oh, so, sounds amazing. My huge... My huge dream was like I wish it's like I was like still twenty or like thirty something like thirty five. Yeah. Because I wish it's like he's like sixteen and then I can play with him in the national team. That would be cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that'd be grand. Uh, that would be a really awesome thing. But um, you know but right now it's like we play on the um, we go play every Saturday. Uh, he's really good on like passing, like you know, or scoring goal from halfway. <laughs> um, sometimes I get frustrated and uh, because like he keeps shooting the ball harder at me when I'm doing my training. So, so when he scores against me, it's like um, we smack talk. <laughs> <laughs> Some banter. <Yeah>. So. <laughs> so uh, when we play video games, it's always about like smack talking and like if I score a goal, I would jump up and running around yeah. and screaming. Yeah. No, but I always, I always get beat up like in the end. So. <laughs> no, but that's good. Some then, healthy competition. That's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's like it's a it's a really good awesome feeling. It's like you know. Um, you know, when you're having a 12 year old, like, you know, beating you up in, on the soccer field and beating you up on the video games. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's what you want, right? <laughs> Carrying on. Yeah. The passion. He's a huge, he's a huge fan of Ronaldo, Cristiano. Okay. Yeah. He bought this jersey, like $130, like Ronaldo on it. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Why would yeah. you buy a Ronaldo shirt jersey yeah. if you could have a Nicky jersey? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. So he bought it on his own money because okay. he doing he referee soccer. Oh, so cool. he makes he makes good money on doing refer, uh, refereeing soccer. Maybe he'll but referee a game you're playing in someday. Then I hope so. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He loves to. He keeps. He keeps telling me that he loves to give me a red card. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a dream for any son to send off his dad. Yeah. <laughs> that will be. That will be the time I'm gonna be retired. Yeah, that's. I've had enough. Uh, okay. All right. I won't take any. We won't take any more of your uh, Sunday. No, but, but thanks again uh, so no much worries. for your love and your and passion. Um, we appreciate it, and we thank you.
Social Podcast Network.